All right, welcome back in Believe in the Wolfpack. I am your host, Luke Nichols. Happy to join you yet again. I would be happier, but pretty much what I expected from the Wolfpack this Saturday has occurred. Lost 77-65 to to Syracuse, and honestly, even that might be closer than what it really felt like. It just feels like a game in and out, especially these last few games, maybe it's a bit of an overreaction, but man, these last few games, it just feels like this team is incapable of pulling off an upset. It just feels like they're kind of going in and if they, if they're not playing like an ugly game, like if it's not close at halftime, because you know, both teams, uh, you know, the Wolfpack and whoever, Syracuse, Miami, whatever, if it's not close at halftime then like they don't really have a chance because it was it was 38 to 22 at halftime in this game Syracuse jumped out and just pounced on us in a second they you know up by near 20 and never really looked back I mean the second half we played better but I mean you could just kind of feel it like after the first half that first half you're kind of like all right this this one's probably over like the only way that it feels like we can win is if it's an ugly game and it's just it, it's it's not a good look it's not a good look because even the ugly games we you know <laughs> sometimes can't win like the virginia game 59 to 53 virginia's only scoring 59 points but we only score 53 i, I don't know i i'm just starting to get frustrated even more so <laughs> just because like after the Wake Forest game kind of thinking like, Oh, that's a gritty. That's a tough win. That's a, you know, hard fought win. You know, it was a mess, but Hey, they still pulled it out. And then you go on this three game losing streak. I mean, yeah, two of them were away. And like I said, Syracuse is, that's a tough place to play. That's a good team, but man, three in a row and all three losses just kind of felt like, as soon as as soon as we were underway, it was like, oh, well, they lost. I, I don't know. I couldn't. Oh, it was just ugly, ugly, ugly games. Uh, got Miami the 30th. Maybe that's a bounce back game. But it's like, what are we now? Ninth in the ACC, 13 and seven overall, five and four in conference play. I saw a TikTok today. I can't remember. Uh, who posted it, but he had an entire tier list of the Power 5 teams uh, who, like, and it was, you know, like, Final Four level good, very good, great, uh, above average, DePaul, lost to DePaul. <laughs> Terrible. But, um, and he had NC State as, I think, very good or above average, whatever it was, the tier above good. And I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like, listen, man, like, <laughs> I'll take it, but after watching some of these games, it's like I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel confident about putting this team there. I mean, there's just yeah, you can blame Keats for I mean, it's the coach. Any time that in any sport, any time that a team is playing bad, the coach is the first one to be blamed, and then the players are second. But any time it's a you know teams having a good day or it's a good game they win the players are the first ones to get credit and then the coaches yes sometimes that's the other way around and yes I, I think Keats should take some of the blame and so should the players because it's just been all aspects have just been playing bad not executing correctly 
It's been just awful basketball, just awful basketball these last few weeks. And it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine them winning one of these, you know, upset big games, quad two, quad one wins. Cause Miami right now, that's, uh, what are they? Quad two, they're, they're 14 and six and five and four in conference play. So like quad two, quad three win. Even then it's like, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to see them pulling that game out. Like, ah, it's such a bad spot right now. Such a bad spot. So that's why I'm going to move on to the women's team. <laughs> Get some positivity going. Because, I mean, my God, if the season continues for uh, how it's looked, it's going to be nothing but negativity until football season. And then we just talk about football all the time. <laughs> but, uh, ooh, side note, one running back got up to a four-star who's committed to NC State. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know he's a four-star now. Let me try and find that as I talk about the women's team, who jumped up to fifth in the rankings, mostly because Colorado and uh, UCLA both lost this week. Um, But still, they have been just destroying teams. Let me find it again. Three straight wins after losing to Miami, beating Duke 72 to 57, Clemson 71 to 49, and Boston College 82 to 61. Just killing teams and, and, and making it look kind of easy, just strangling them and just kind of not letting them even have a dog in a fight for some of these games. It's been all around scoring as well, which I love to see. Like the Clemson game to the uh, wow, I already forgot the team. Clemson game to the Boston College game. <laughs> uh, Mimi Hayes had twenty four points. She was, you know, the team's leading scorer. And then Zaya James only had seven points in a bad shooting night. The next game against Boston College, Zaya James has twenty four points, has a big bounce back game, and Mimi Collins still has a great game though with seventeen points and seven boards. But the rest of the team in these last two games. You had River Baldwin with six. Sanai Rivers had 13. I already said, uh, did I say, wait, did I say Mimi Collins or did I say, if I said Madison Hayes, did I say, honestly, I was looking at, <laughs> my bad. Madison Hayes had 24 points. <laughs> I was looking at Mimi Collins. I don't know how I did that. My brain don't know how that happened, but Madison Hayes, 24 points against Clemson in the next game, Boston College, Isaiah James had 24 points. Sanaya Rivers had 15. Madison Hayes had 14. Again, not much bench production, but when your starters are playing this many minutes, I mean, River Baldwin only played 19 minutes. Other than that, the starters, Collins 32, James 38 minutes, Rivers 38 minutes, uh, Hayes 36 minutes. When you have your starters playing this much, I mean, they kind of have to have this even scoring and they have to be, you know, in the double figures, which obviously they all are for the most part. So it's been nice kind of having them as a breath of fresh air, (laughs) you know, just a little, remember, it's not all bad. It's not all bad, but as great as this three game winning streak is, these next three games are going to be tough they're going to be fun but they're going to be tough thankfully and i have no idea how this happened but all three of these next games are home they're all home games for the wolfpack against number 24 now north carolina number 16 louisville 
and number 17, Virginia Tech. That is three straight top 25 matchups. All at home, so you'll take that. But, man, three straight matchups against top 25 teams. And then you have a break against – you play Pitt, who isn't that great. But then right after that, you go into Notre Dame, and they're 14th right now. And then you play Georgia Tech, so a little break. But then you play North Carolina, they're 24th. Then you have a little break, and you play Duke. But then you play Syracuse, and they're 21. So there is a tough schedule the rest of the way. Um, but these next three games – should be fun. The first game, North Carolina, that is February 1st. I believe that's Thursday. And then Louisville, that is February 5th, should be a Monday. And then the last one, Virginia Tech on the 8th. I think that's a Thursday as well. So, yeah, it's going to be – I mean, that's it's three games in a week. <laughs> it's three top 25 games in a week. <laughs> It's going to be tough, but hey, if they win all three, it's going to be incredible. Like I said in the last show or the last, you know, two ago, whatever, they're kind of already battle-tested. You already beat UConn. You already beat Colorado, beat Florida State, even lose to Virginia Tech once. So trying to, you know, get back on uh, uh, Virginia Tech. But, I mean, I'm not too worried just because, you know, being fifth in the – in the rankings at this point in the year is fantastic. The only thing I'm really worried about is uh, for the tournament, because if we can get one of those one seeds or even just be in a conference or, or, or side of the bracket, not with South Carolina, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But right now I'm kind of thinking like, you got to at least make it to the Elite Eight. Final Four should be, you know, the bare minimum goal, but even less than the bare minimum, Elite Eight. But maybe thinking, maybe I'm thinking too far ahead, but I'm already just excited about this team just because they played so well throughout the year. I mean, only two losses, and Miami played great that night, and the Virginia Tech loss, that's an in-conference matchup when you were at Virginia Tech. So, like, I'm not too upset about that. But then these next three games, they are going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that. Let me find this running back again. I meant to do that a few minutes ago, and then I got sidetracked talking about the women's Wolfpack team. Just because it's like, ah, it's just been, it's been so exciting. Just since that, I, I've, I've thought about the UConn game like damn near once a day. <laughs> Uh, let me go here. Although, as I'm looking at college football recruiting right now, I kind of said it a few weeks ago as um, uh, DeBoer was named head coach for Alabama. Like, oh, they actually didn't lose too many recruits. Wow, good for him. It slowly, it was a slow burn. It was like he was named head coach. They only lost one the day after. And then, like, the week or two after, it was like, ooh. <laughs> like, they lost a... Uh, uh, Julian San, I believe. I think he, you know, flipped to Ohio State now, which that kind of stinks. <laughs> that kind of stinks. Oh my god, I can't find his name. Was it Jaden Scott? It might have been Jaden Scott that turned into a four-star recruit. I feel like it was. I'm looking at the wrong year. Ah, anyway, <laughs> the the Wolfpack get you know another boost just from you know, the rankings and whatnot, being labeled a four-star versus a three-star. 
It helps the confidence. <laughs> yeah, I'm a four star instead of a three star. Sure, go ahead. But going to take a short break right now. When we come back, I will go over just some of the, you know, college basketball stuff from this weekend, like Providence and Ed Cooley, uh, the new top 25 that dropped today, and then the fantastic schedule that we got coming up this weekend. Oh, my God. Some of these games are going to be just if they live up to how they look on paper, I mean, we're in just for a treat in our first weekend without college football or NFL football since August, which is so depressing to say. Love my hoops, love my basketball, but I like having my basketball and my football at the same time. <sighs> depressing, but we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back in Believe in the Wolfpack. I'm your host, Luke Nichols, and it was Jaden Duke Scott that got bumped up to a uh, four-star recruit. So I was right in my, you know, you know, call it spade a spade, call uh, in my guess that it was him. <laughs> it, it seemed familiar to me. You know, I used context clues and whatnot that I saved in my head, but whatever. Um, getting into the, you know, this past weekend, in college basketball, mostly because of Ed Cooley returning to UConn uh, with Georgetown after, you know, the whole thing, loves Providence, never going to leave. And then he leaves, which, you know, is fair. Coaches leave all the time. They take other opportunities all the time. Just not all the time you stay in the same conference, which is, it's, it's messed up. It's messed up. But I got to give him a little bit of credit. Georgetown went into that game playing the number one team in the country. They have a losing record. Georgetown has been just awful compared to what they used to be these last few years. And they nearly pulled it off. <laughs> they played a pretty good game. It was a close one pretty much the entire time. I think it was like a six point win at the end or something, but it was tied with about two minutes, less than two minutes to go. And then they just kind of had a net a bad few bad turnovers and some bad shot selections. So you know, kind of shot themselves in the foot at the end. But still, Ed Cooley had them in that game. He absolutely had them in that game. And with him at Georgetown, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Georgetown becomes, you know, one of the top teams in the country again, just because it's fun, just because, you know, back they were one of the blue bloods. And now it's kind of like, mm, they're barely relevant. So, Georgetown being good at basketball is good for college basketball. So, I'm hoping Ed Cooley can really revive uh, that program. Now, they have a few recruits. I know they got one center. I remember his name, Thomas Sorber. I think he's a three-star center. I think he's committed there. So, you know, I imagine they have more, but I'm hoping that, you know, they really become relevant again. But we have, uh, again, a ton of movement in the top 25 Except we're in the top five. The top five is the same. UConn's first, Purdue is second, North Carolina's third, Houston is fourth, and Tennessee is fifth. But Wisconsin jumped seven spots to sixth. That's, that's a big jump. And they play Purdue this Sunday. That's going to be a huge game. As it stands right now, it's going to be two versus six this Sunday. Duke jumped up five spots. They just barely snuck past uh, Clemson in a really close game with, you know, foul called at the end. 
where I think it was uh, Filipowski who drew the foul, hit two free throws, put him up by one. Clemson didn't have much time left. And then I forget who it was, and it kind of looked like he got dragged down or like tackled almost, and there was no foul call. And you kind of see his face after the buzzer sounds off and the game is over. He kind of looks up like, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. How did I not get that call, but they're calling on the other end? It was just a, it was a tough loss for Clemson. It was a bummer. But uh, Kansas dropped a spot. They just lost to Iowa State, I believe. Iowa State jumped up 11 spots to 12th in the country. They have been playing amazing basketball. Like I said, just beat Kansas. They play Baylor this Saturday. Again, another awesome matchup this weekend. They beat TCU. Their only losses are to top-ranked teams outside of Virginia Tech. They're 16-4, and 5-2 uh, and two in the Big 12. Lost to Virginia Tech, lost to Texas A&M, who was 12th in the country at the time. Lost to Oklahoma, who was 11th in the country at the time. And then lost to BYU, who was 20th. But then they beat Houston. They just beat Kansas, like I said. Beat TCU. Like, they got some good wins. They've been playing very well. I remember watching that Houston game, and they were – playing just beautiful basketball so Iowa State looking good looking like one of those teams where it's like you know maybe they lose uh, another game or two here or there losing the Big 12 not win their you know the conference uh, tournament but it could be a major threat in in the tournament in March Madness because they've already kind of you know just won some big games. I mean, beating Houston in Kansas is incredible. So good for them. But that's why Kansas dropped a spot. They lost to Iowa State, who jumped 11 spots. Marquette jumped five spots. Kentucky dropped four spots. Who did they lose to this week? South Carolina. That's right. They lost to South Carolina because I, they beat Arkansas, but they didn't look that great against Arkansas from what I remember. Arkansas kind of led uh, the entire game. And then Kentucky just barely pulled it out in the end. Like the score, they won by, you know, it wasn't like they won by a bucket. They won by, I think it just said four points. But they easily could have lost that game. Very easily could have lost that game. New Mexico jumped up six spots. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Good for them. I think they're a newcomer in the top 25. And then Memphis and Colorado both dropped out of the top 25. Oklahoma is now 15 and 5 and they dropped 12 spots to 23rd. Not often do you see two separate teams moving up or down uh you know double digits. Like I said Iowa State moved up 11 spots and Oklahoma dropped 12 spots. Pretty cool. <laughs> Even Auburn, Auburn was close. They dropped 8 spots. And then Wisconsin was 7. So yeah, I mean Really getting into the full swing of college basketball now with football winding down. March Madness is, it feels like it's just around the corner. <laughs> Only about a month away by now, which is, gets you excited, gets you going. But this weekend is going to be an incredible weekend for basketball. Just looking at it right now, I'm going to run through all these UConn versus St. John's. You got UConn against Patino. Marquette versus Georgetown. I mean, yeah, Marquette's ninth, but they got five losses. And Georgetown, maybe they are one and eight in the Big East, whatever. <laughs> but they looked good against Providence. You never know. Texas and TCU, Utah State and San Diego State, 
Houston and Kansas plays at 4 o'clock on ESPN this Saturday. That's a huge game. Auburn and Ole Miss. Uh, BYU and West Virginia. Actually, West Virginia. But they were better this year. I feel like they've been playing better this year. But nah, what do I know? Duke, North Carolina. Of course, uh, this one is at Chapel Hill. So North Carolina gets the home matchup this uh, the first time around. Iowa State and Baylor, huge game. Tennessee and Kentucky, that's going to be an incredible game. Even Alabama, Mississippi State, Colorado State. Play, like Looking at these three games right now, you got Duke, North Carolina. This is just on ESPN. Duke, North Carolina at 6.30. And then at 8 o'clock and 8.30, on ESPN 2, you have Iowa State and Baylor. That's at 8 o'clock on ESPN 2. And then on ESPN at 8.30, you got Tennessee and Kentucky. You pretty much have those three games overlapping each other. You're always going to have at least, you know, some kind of action in Duke, North Carolina. And then, you know, once that gets late into the game in the second half, you're going to have Iowa State and Baylor starting. Once they start to go, you know, even just in the first half, you're going to get Tennessee and Kentucky. And then Iowa State and Baylor is going to be, you know, in the final minute or two. Once that game's over, you can go right back to Tennessee and Kentucky. And they're going to be in the final minute or two. Oh, it's going to be incredible. I mean, the weekend itself, Saturday and Sunday are going to be great. But the 6.30 to, I guess, what is it? The 6.30 to like 10.30, I guess, times I'm going eastern standard here but this the 6 30 to 10 30 time slot when the start of duke north carolina is and then the ending the conclusion to tennessee and kentucky that's going to be incredible we have a chance for just three straight unbelievable games i cannot wait for it and even then the best game might be on sunday you got purdue and wisconsin that's two versus six you got two versus six at one o'clock on Sunday, on CBS. I mean, that is that feels like a, a late in the season in the conference tournament game. That's going to be an awesome game of itself as well. But even even got Houston and Kansas right before Duke. So all right, let me find the games. What are the games? Okay, so UConn and St. John's is on Fox. I want to see what ESPN's lineup is. So the first college basketball game, the men's college basketball game this weekend on ESPN is Houston at Kansas. After that, they'll roll right into Duke, North Carolina, and then right into Tennessee and Kentucky. That's incredible. So I got to I got to rework what I said. Not even 6:30 to 10:30, 4 o'clock to 10:30. <laughs> We got six and a half hours of just premier college basketball games. That's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Then you wake up the next day and, you know, you got to wait a little bit. And then one o'clock, boom, Purdue and Wisconsin. That's going to be a fun game, Purdue and Wisconsin. I like Big Ten basketball. I like Big Ten basketball a lot more than I like some Big Ten football games. Now, if you were to tell me Wisconsin and Purdue were playing, you know, in football this Saturday, I'm going to be like, I got other things to do. <laughs> Sorry, I have anything else to do at that time slot. My bad. <laughs> it's only college basketball, which is weird to say sometimes because it's like, you know, I still sometimes think of Wisconsin as like a football school first. And honestly, I imagine they feel that way about themselves. It's not like they're Kansas. Like Kansas is 
1,000, even though they were they were decent in, in uh, football this year. Same with Kentucky. But Kansas and Kentucky, they are both 1,000% basketball schools first. Same with North Carolina and Duke, obviously. But both of them have been decent uh, for football. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Tennessee, they're probably still a football school first, even though their basketball team has been better than the football team the last few years. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll just go through all like the top team. I'll throw in baseball too. Go through all the you know the teams that have top twenty five or good teams in college football, basketball, and baseball, and just kind of make a list of which one is a true football school, basketball school, baseball school. Because you got like Wake Forest and Vanderbilt, like they're baseball, obviously. But then you have Tennessee and. Well, not Alabama, their football, but they've been good for basketball. But you have Tennessee, uh, who is – you can make an argument for either side. i got to think about that some more. I really wonder. But, eh, I'll, I'll get to that in the next episode. Maybe I'll, you know, make a whole list of who belongs to what. <laughs> what 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 can you claim is your main sport at your school? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this in the next episode. Um, actually real quick note, because I saw a screenshot on Twitter about, uh, NCAA, uh, 24, 25, whatever the, the game. And I don't know if it was true, but it said that they're going to have the ultimate team game mode in it, where like you can have the cards, you can like buy the packs and you can spend real money to make your team good. If they have that in the game, if that is true, I will be furious because all of EA's time will go to that mode and that mode only. They will just not care at all about the rest of the game. Just completely disregard it. I'm really hoping it was fake. Started off this episode a bit negative, and we're going to end it a bit negative. Why not? We'll stay on brand. <laughs> it's all good. But thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next time on Believe in the Wolf Factor.